Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Mark Sanchez's hot tub, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, can you believe the regular season is finally upon us? Tomorrow night we kick off the 2011 season, and believe it or not, this is our 10th show of this year already, but we are we're finally have some real games to talk about. I'm very excited. It feels like it's been forever. <laughs> It's been way too long, so um, Mm -hmm. I may be, just for our audience, I may be a little bit distracted during the course of the show because I'm trying to simultaneously uh, do our show and participate in an IDP snake draft, so this could be interesting, but uh, anyway, Jenna, why don't you tell everybody what we're going to be covering tonight and how they can get in touch with us while I draft. (laughs) This is making me a little nervous. Oh, it'll go fine. Either the show or the draft doesn't go poorly, because it's going to be one or the other. If it'll be one or the other, it'll be my draft, don't worry. Tonight, we're going to be looking at each game this week. We're going to break down the matchups and spend a little time on each team, who to start, who to sit. Obviously, we're unfortunately going to talk injuries and transactions during the week. It was a busy week with the rosters being set and waiver claims being put in, but in the meantime... You can be a part of the show by uh, emailing us, calling us, tweeting us, whatever floats your boat. You can call in at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show. Or you can find us all week long on the Fantasy Football Sherpa Facebook fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Also, we are doing a 4th and Inches Show Fantasy Football League again this year, so if you want to play against Scott and I and see if you can beat us, um, we're going to be doing the draft Monday night. That's September 12th at 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time, so if you are interested Send us a tweet, an email, whatever, let us know, and we'll be happy to get you signed up for that. So there are some spots still available. We'd love to have you. I guess we should just get right into the injuries and the transactions and get them out of the way. (laughs) I already Uh, had the first disaster the night. My pen just ran dry, but oh well. Oh, no. It's a tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're trying to keep track of a draft, it is. Let's just but focus anyway, on the transactions proceed. here. You worry about yes. your pen. I'll tell people what happened this week. You can find a new okay. pen. The, right. Jaguars the, the Jaguars released David Garrard, their quarterback, uh, to save approximately $9 million on their cap hit. Luke McCown will get the start this week. Uh, it was a little shady the way they did it. They sent David Garrard to a team luncheon banquet and you know cut him later in the day. The whole thing just... I, I don't like it. Um, it reeks of class. Yeah, Luke McCown hasn't really taken any snaps with the first-team offense all year, so that sounds like a terrible recipe. Uh, Peyton Manning is officially ruled out for week one. Kerry Collins, who's been there a whopping two weeks, will get the start, but at least he's been taking first-team reps. Uh, Rex Grossman has been named the week one starter for the Redskins in a surprising turn of events. It was not John Beck, as previously stated at the beginning of preseason. I guess the John Beck experience is already over in Washington. I'm not excited about the Rex Grossman era either, though. Uh, The John Beck experience will be back before you know it. (sighs) 
Well, actually, it's just the Andrew Luck experience, T minus one year, I think. I don't, I don't think it's going to be Washington. But Detroit claimed former Redskins running back Keelan Williams this week. Uh, they've obviously had some running back injury issues, so they're trying to fill the holes. Seahawks released kicker Jeff Reed. I'm sure he will be trying to find a job elsewhere, but for the time being, he's a free agent. They did claim kicker Stephen Hauska on waivers from the Broncos, though, to fill that void. Former Patriots wide receiver Brendan Tate was claimed by Cincinnati on waivers this week. The Browns were awarded their claim on quarterback Thaddeus Lewis from St. Louis. (laughs) Former Bears running back Chester Taylor has signed with Arizona. I think that's an interesting fit. Uh, Free agent running back Dominic Rhodes will not be signing with anybody this year because he has been suspended for one year, uh, allegedly for violating the, uh, I guess he's it's his third strike on, on banned substance, but it's not confirmed. Uh, the Redskins have cut quarterback Kellen Clemens, so we will not be seeing the Kellen Clemens experience anytime soon in Washington. Oakland cut Trent Edwards, formerly of the Bills. The Jaguars placed running back Rashad Jennings on IR. We talked about last week he was seen wandering around on crutches at the facility. So there's your answer. His knee definitely not feeling right. Seattle placed wide receiver Dion Butler and tight end Cameron Mora on the physically unable to play list, which means that they will miss at least the first six weeks of the season. You're not eligible to come off that until after week six. The Giants placed punter Matt Dodge and quarterback Sage Rosenfels on IR. <laughs> the Rams released wide receiver Donnie Avery and placed wide receiver Mark Clayton on the pup list. The Colts activated wide receiver Blair White from the pup list. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a great fantasy option because he's been on the physically unable to play list all preseason, but at your own discretion, I guess. <laughs> Cam Newton in... Uh, not a shocking turn of events, will be the Carolina starter week one versus Arizona. Chris Johnson ended his holdout, signing a four-year, $53.5 million extension, which puts him under contract until 2016. And the New Orleans wide receiver Lance Moore has a groin injury. He is out for the Green Bay game tomorrow, and kicker Garrett Hartley, still having trouble with his right hip, is also out for tomorrow night's game. I think that is the end of anything offensively fantasy relevant <laughs> transaction wise for the week. What about David Bueller in Dallas? Is he only handling long kicks? They don't know. They're keeping two kickers. They're going to see how it goes. Okay. So, so why don't we get right into the game? Fine. Yeah, well, you know how concerned I am with kickers. So, anyway, why don't we hop right into the games and start off with, speaking of kicking, our kickoff game for the season tomorrow night, New Orleans at Green Bay. Jenna, what do you think of, um, how do you think this game is going to turn out, and how do you feel about the New Orleans uh, fantasy options? Uh, I'm really, really excited about this game. I think it is going to be a close one. I think it's going to come down to the very end of the game. I think Green Bay prevails just because Drew Brees historically is not good when he starts the season on a Thursday night. His numbers starting on a Sunday are significantly better, and he tends to throw more interceptions on Thursdays, which makes me, as an Aaron Rodgers fan, happy. But that being said, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees, so it's hard to say you should sit him. I think that might be a little drastic, but don't be surprised if it's not Pro Bowl caliber stuff tomorrow night. Um... 
Running back-wise, I would say start Pierre Thomas. I'm not ready to say yes to anybody else, including Mark Ingram. I want to see how exactly they're planning to use their running backs first. Um, Wide receiver-wise, it's kind of the same thing as it was last year. Go ahead and start Marquise Colston and maybe on everybody else. Devery Henderson, Robert Meacham, kind of whatever floats your boat. (laughs) It's hard to say who's going to get the balls each week. I would say start kicker John Cassay. Definitely do not start Garrett Hartley because he will not be playing. <laughs> and I would say no to the defense just because Green Bay's got a pretty pretty potent offense on the other side of the ball. All righty. I'm looking at a final score tomorrow night as Green Bay 34, New Orleans 24. And I would start on the Green Bay side Aaron Rodgers, Greg Jennings, wide receiver Greg Jennings, tight end Jermichael Finley, who's probable with an ankle injury, and kicker Mason Crosby. I'm neutral about Ryan Grant and James Starks, the running backs, just because I don't know which one is going to get the bulk of the carries there. They claim 50-50. If that's the case, neither one of them will be worth much fantasy-wise, but I think as the season drags on, Grant will get the majority of the carries. I would also am also neutral on wide receivers Donald Driver, James Jones, and Jordy Nelson, just because uh, after you get past Greg Jennings, I really don't know who their number two through four receivers are going to be. And I'm also neutral on the on the defense, so that's how I see that game going. On to the next one. I, th- I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, we can move right along to the next one. All right, uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I'm I have Baltimore winning that game, twenty to seventeen. What do you think, and uh, what do you think of Pittsburgh tomorrow night? I mean, uh, Sunday. Um, I, I'm i not really sure what to think of this game. I'm excited to watch it, but I I just it's hard to say how many points are really going to be scored. It's two tough defenses, but two very good offenses. I agree with you. I think it's going to be one on a, a field goal. It's going to be a very close game, and you you know it's going to be physical between these two teams. I think I might give Baltimore the edge, but it could really go either way. Fantasy-wise, I would start Big Ben. Rashad Rashad Mendenhall, I want to say yes to, but you know how tough Baltimore is against the run. So for me, he's a maybe, but realistically, you're probably still going to start him. It is week one. Uh, I would say yes to Mike Wallace, the receiver. Maybe to Heinz Ward and Emmanuel Sanders, just because I'm not sure who's going to get more of of the targets between the two, it's hard to say. I would say definitely no to tight end Heath Miller. Um, no to kicker Sean Sweetham. I just don't trust him having seen his work previously. But I would say yes to the defense. I think it's going to be a fairly low-scoring game regardless. Okay. For Baltimore, I would say start wide receiver Anquan Bolden, start tight end Ed Dixon, start the defense, and start kicker Billy Cundiff because I think he's going to be kicking a lot of field goals. I'm up in the air, neutral on Joe Flacco, quarterback Joe Flacco. And I would actually sit running backs, uh, Ray Rice and Ricky Williams, this week. I know people are going to say, how can you sit Ray Rice? But I just don't like this matchup at all for him and have to think there's something better on your fantasy roster. It's a a tough matchup for running backs. Yes. Wide receiver Lee Evans, he's probable with a foot injury. I'm staying away from him at this point. And also tight end Dennis Pitta, I don't want him either at this point. I can't blame you for that. <laughs> All righty. So let's move on to Atlanta at Chicago then. I actually think the Bears, everyone's talking about Atlanta as a Super Bowl team, including me because they are my Super Bowl pick 
this year to win over mm-hmm. the team that we'll talk about later. But I actually oh. think Chicago is going to get this game off, um, get their season off on the right foot and pull the upset at home. I'm going Chicago 24, Atlanta 21. I uh, wholeheartedly disagree with you. I do not think that, <laughs> that this is a winnable game for Chicago. Um, I don't think they're going to just roll over and die, but I I think that the offense in Atlanta is just too good. Um, I would start Matt Ryan. I'd start Michael Turner. I'd start Roddy White. I'd start Julio Jones. I would say no to tight end Tony Gonzalez, but I would say yes to both the kickers and the defense. I'm not super excited with what Chicago's bringing to the table. They looked like a little bit of a mess in the preseason. All right. For Chicago, I'm going to start – I want to start QBJ Cutler, running back Matt Forte in the defense. I actually think they are going to be holding Atlanta in check for this game. I'm neutral on wide receivers Johnny Knox, Roy Williams, Earl Bennett, and Devin Hester. I think Cutler's going to be completing a lot of passes. I just don't know to whom he's going to be completing those passes. I would not start... Pardon? I I would pick Johnny Knox out of those as a a higher probability of the group. Yeah, but he's supposedly not even... You know, Roy Williams is supposedly higher in the pecking order than him right now, so we'll see. Well, but, the Cowboys uh, fan, obviously, I'm a little down on Roy Williams. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of Bears fans are down on Johnny Knox, so I guess that makes you equal then. Um, yeah. I would sit running back Marion Barber, who's questionable with a calf injury, and also uh, kicky, kicker Robbie Gould. There's There's no reason to start him in this game either in my mind. Um, I would have to agree with Marion Barber. I think he'll probably still play. He tends to play through injuries pretty well, but he's obviously not their number one back. If you really need somebody to fill a flex gap, maybe look to him, but that would really be a last resort kind of thing. Alrighty, so the next game is the battle, the infamous battle of Ohio between the visiting Bengals and the the home Browns. Usually these are two pretty evenly matched teams that both stink. Nope. This year I don't think it's going to be so evenly matched because I think the Browns are actually going to be a semi-decent team, so I'm going to go with them to get their season off on the right foot, 27-14 over the Bengals. Um, yeah, I think Cleveland's going to win this pretty handily. I'd be surprised if it was really in doubt at any point. I'm not excited with almost anything Cincinnati's bringing to the table fantasy-wise, I would say there's absolutely no reason to start Andy Dalton. Even if he's on your bench somewhere, week one is not the week to take this risk. Uh, Cedric Benson, I think maybe you can start, but bear in mind that the fact that their passing game is sort of a disaster means they're going to be blocking well on the run. I would say no to any of the receivers, including A.J. Green, Maybe tight end Jermaine Gresham, and that's really if you don't have better options. I would say no defense, no kicker. Not a lot of hope for Cincinnati. All right, so for Cleveland, I'm going to start quarterback Colt McCoy, running back Peyton Hillis, the defense, and kicker Phil Dawson, who is seemingly uh, ageless. I think he's been there since before the Brown Stadium was there. I'm neutral on tight end Evan Moore and wide receivers Greg Little, Brian Rubisky, and Mohamed Massaquah. 
and Josh Cribbs. Massacoy is probable with a foot injury. Cribbs is probable with a hamstring injury. I'm pretty sure Colt McCoy is going to be completing a lot of passes this year. I just don't know who he's going to be completing them to, and at this point I don't want to start those guys. Oh, and uh, also I would sit uh, tight end Ben Watson, who's probable with a hip injury. So next we come to one of the more interesting games of the day, and that's Indianapolis at Houston. Last year, Houston shocked everybody by starting off the season with an upset win over Indianapolis. This year, I think they're going to do the same thing, only this year I don't think it's an upset. I'll go Houston 31, Indianapolis 21. I think I'd be shocked if Indy could score 21 points on Houston in that defense. I feel good about their defense. I feel really good about Houston as a whole. Not so much about Indianapolis right now. I would say no to starting Kerry Collins. He's been there two weeks. It's not an easy offense. They're not going against an easy defense. I don't see any reason that you'd be in a position where you have to start Kerry Collins. Um, I would say maybe maybe leaning towards yes to running back Joseph Adai. Yes to tight end Dallas Clark. And... Maybe leaning more towards no to all of the receivers, Pierre Garçon, Reggie Wayne, Austin Collie. If Kerry Collins is completing more than a, a mediocre amount of passes, I think a lot of them are going to be really targeted more to, towards Dallas Clark, who will be kind of a safety net. I might say yes to kicker Adam Vinatieri because I think that's going to be the way they score the majority of their points, but definitely no to the defense. All right, for Houston, I am going to go with quarterback Mott Schaub. I would start wide receivers Andre Johnson, Kevin Walter, and Jacoby Jones. I'd start tight end Owen Daniel. I'd start their defense, and I would also start kicker Neil Rackers. I'm neutral on running backs Ben Tate and Derek Ward. I don't think uh, Arian Foster is going to play the whole game or if he even plays at all, but I'm not sure which of those two guys is going to get the bulk of the carries, so I, think, I don't want I think Arian Foster is almost certainly not playing this week, so you yeah, may Yeah, he's, he's listed as questionable with a hamstring injury yeah. the last I checked, but uh, between Tate and Ward, who knows, or Matt Schaub might just throw the ball 60 times on Sunday, which is why I like their wide receivers and their tight ends so much. But So I'm neutral on Tate and Ward, and I would not start uh, Arian Foster even if he is cleared to play on Sunday. I would stay away from Owen Daniels. He's done nothing but break fantasy hearts. <laughs> can't, but, can't hold on to the past there. you got to let go, and I think that... Uh, Week yeah, one, I'm season. not ready to let go yet. Once he proves me wrong, yeah, maybe I'll start him. But By it, then it's too late. I, Somebody else has him on your team, and you're the one that Good, uh, I didn't draft him. I don't like him. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying for this particular matchup, this particular week, I think he's a he's a good fantasy play. I disagree. <laughs> okay, that's why we have the show. Let's move on. All right. All right, so we've got Tennessee at Jacksonville, the... Yeah, again, somehow they scheduled the, the two teams that usually do pretty well in the AFC South and the two teams that don't do well in the AFC South without playing each other. Um, this year, Tennessee, Jacksonville, they're they're both messes in my mind. I don't think either one of them is, is going to do anything this year. But I think Tennessee's slightly less of a mess than Jacksonville, so I'm going to go with them to win the game 21-17 on Sunday. I'm going out on a limb, and I say Tennessee wins by at least 10 points. 
while Tennessee may be a mess comparatively to the rest of the league, they look like a sterling franchise compared to Jacksonville right now. (laughs) Matt Hasselbeck, if he can stay healthy through the whole game, and I know that's kind of a big if, I think he's going to surprise people. I would start him if you're in a two-quarterback league. I don't want you to go nuts and and bank your whole team on him, but I think definitely in a two-quarterback league, you can start him. You can start Chris Johnson. Start Kenny Britt for sure. I would say no to the other receivers, no to the tight end, but yes to kicker Rob Bronis. I'd say you could even start their defense if you're holding on to them or if you need somebody to pick up because Jacksonville's not going to do anything this week. Well... I think that Maurice Jones-Drew is going to do something this week. I think as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be getting as much work as he can handle this year. So I would start him. I would start tight end Mercedes Lewis, and I would start the defense just because I don't expect that Tennessee's offense is going to be able to do much. I'm up in the air on running back Deji Kareem. I think he could play a big part in their offense this season, but that's all predicated on Maurice Jones-Drew getting hurt, which he'd better not because I just picked him as my first-round draft uh, pick this year for this uh, draft I'm doing. But <laughs> anyway, Deji Kareem, I think, could very well you know, be an important part of their offense this year, but not this week. I would not start quarterback Luke McCown. I would not start any of their wide receivers. Uh, Mike Thomas, I don't see him as a number one receiver. He's more of a slot type but they're starting him as their you know, flanker. And also Jason Hill, I, I don't think much of him. And I like Josh Scobie a lot as a kicker, but not this week, not in this game. Well, all right. <laughs> all righty. So Let's now that we've rolling. got my – All right, so now we come to the Super Bowl-bound Kansas City Chiefs who are hosting the, the hapless Buffalo Bills this week. And Kansas City, obviously, they're going to miss Tony Moyaki, their tight end who's out for the season. But I think, you know, maybe they don't make the Super Bowl because of that injury. But, no, uh, no I'm not backpedaling. But, anyway, I'm, I still think Kansas City is going to win this game pretty handily. I'll go Kansas City 27, Buffalo 14. Uh, I agree Kansas City will win this game handily. I do not agree with pretty much anything else you've said about Kansas City all season long. Oh, come Buffalo on. Buffalo-wise, there's not anything to be excited about here. Not one thing. Um, I would say there's really no instance where you should be starting anybody on the Bills roster, especially not this week. If you had to pick one person, I would say maybe wide receiver Stevie Johnson, but he doesn't really have an accurate quarterback, nor does he have anyone to take defensive coverage off him. So I'm not even really stoked about him. I would say just stay away from Buffalo as a whole. I'm sorry, Bills fans, but there's always next year. (laughs) As long as you're not saying stay away from the place. Well, they might have Andrew Luck next year. Maybe they'll have better luck next year. We're so, done talking about Andrew Luck. That's the third time already tonight you've brought him up. <laughs> We're over well, Andrew the, Luck. Basically, all these rotten teams are playing for Andrew Luck next year. Let's be Andrew honest Luck's about not this. affecting anyone's fantasy teams this week, though. Well, he is to the extent that these teams are all tanking, trying to get him already. We're moving on. There's only so okay. much time here. <laughs> all right. So. Kansas City this week, I'm starting Matt Castle, He's probable, and I'm starting his ribs, even though they're probable. I'm starting running back Jamal Charles. I'm starting wide receiver Dwayne Bowe. I'm starting their defense, and I'm starting kicker Ryan Suckup, who gave rise to one of my fantasy team's names last year. I'm Which neutral on... Which should stay on air. 
<laughs> Pardon? Which I'm not going to say on the air. Yeah. But it, we'll just say that the word that came after suck up rhymed with suck up. So Moving on. I'm I'm <laughs> neutral on running back Thomas Jones. Wait till you see my team name this year. And uh running back and wide receiver Steve Preston, I'm neutral on those. I would sit running backs Dexter McCluster and Leron McLean. I would sit uh, wide receiver Jonathan Baldwin, who's questionable with a thumb and a bad attitude. And I would uh, sit tight end Leonard Pope, who's their tight end by default now. But he's, either that doesn't mean you have to start him in fantasy, and I, I don't recommend that you do that. No. All right, moving right along to the one of the games that I think will be one of the more entertaining games this weekend, and that's going to be Philadelphia at St. Louis. I know a lot has been made of Philadelphia being a dream team and having a high-powered offense and all, but I'm not so sure I believe that they're that everything's going to gel for them right from the get-go. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'll go Philadelphia 34, St. Louis 27. Um, I agree this will be a very high-scoring game. I'm very excited about what St. Louis is bringing to the table. Obviously, I live in the greater Philadelphia area and have heard nothing but how awesome the Eagles are <laughs> for the last few months. Um, I think there are a lot of really good parts to Philly right now, but they're not 100% healthy at wide receiver, and that makes me nervous. I could go either way on who wins this game. My life will probably be simpler if the Eagles win it. But that being said, there is a lot of fantasy value on the Eagles this week. Michael Vick is an obvious start, as is LaShawn McCoy. Deshaun Jackson you can definitely start. I would say maybe on Jeremy Macklin. I'd prefer not to start him, mainly because he doesn't have that many reps under his belt quite yet. He's still trying to recover from his offseason illness. Um, I'd also go maybe on Jeremy Avant and Riley Cooper. Either could be started, but they're more flex options than anything else. Definitely no to tight end Brent Selleck. Again, he and Vic just haven't been on the same page yet. Prove me wrong, I'll get excited about Brent Selleck, but not quite yet. I would say yes to kicker Alex Henry, maybe to the defense. Not that they're not a good option, and I'm sure many people drafted them high. It's just that they're going to give up a lot of points this week, and there may be better defenses out there. Okay, who do I take here, Steve Johnson or Kenny Britt? Kenny Britt, absolutely. Really? Yeah, no question in my mind. Okay, done. (laughs) All right, so for St. Louis now, I'm going to start Matt Brad, um, excuse me, Sam Bradford. I always do that. I always mix up his name with uh, mm-hmm. with Matthew Stafford, who I hope is still there in my next round. But anyway, Sam Bradford, I start him. Running back Stephen Jackson, I start him. I'm going to start the tight end, the rookie tight end, Lance Kendricks. I think he's going to be a big part of their offense this season right from the get-go. He was their leading receiver in preseason. Not that that means anything, but I think it is a sign that they're going to get him very involved in the offense early on. And I'm also starting kicker Josh Brown. I'm neutral on wide receiver Mike Sims-Walker, wide receiver Danny Amendola, wide receiver Brandon Gibson, and wide receiver Denario Alexander. Like several other teams, I I think Sam Bradford is going to complete a lot of passes this year. I just don't know who he's going to complete them to yet. So if you have better options, I'd stay away from all those guys. And I'm going to sit Cadillac Williams this week and also sit the defense because I think it's going to be a shootout. Shootout indeed. I like it, though. I'm going to be watching this game yeah, for sure. it's going to be a good game for sure. I think it's so, two very good teams, and we're finally getting a taste of it. Uh, the yes. same can be said for our next game, though. I'm very excited about uh, this one as well. 
I'm not so sure. Everybody's talking about these next two teams, Detroit and Tampa Bay, as being two up-and-coming teams. You know, Tampa Bay was 10-6 and six last year. Detroit you know, keeps adding good players through the draft each year, and if Stafford mm-hmm. comes back healthy this year, that's like getting another draft pick for them. So I, I think, though, that Tampa is going to uh, – prevail in this game. I, I don't know why. This one's more of a hunch than anything else, but I'm going to say that they win this yeah. game pretty easily, 27-17. Uh, I, I think Detroit comes out on top. I think it's decided late in the game by a late field goal or touchdown. I really like both these teams, and I like a lot of pieces on both these teams. I would say you can absolutely start Matt Stafford. You can start Javid Best. I'm still a believer. I know I harped it all season long last year. Um, I would start Calvin Johnson, uh, maybe on Nate Burleson, no other wide receivers. I'd say yes to tight end Brandon Pettigrew. No kicker, no defense, just because I think both teams will be scoring a fair amount of points. Okay, and on the Tampa side of things, I'm going to start quarterback Josh Freeman, start running back LeGarrette Blunt, start wide receiver Mike Williams, start tight end Kellen Winslow, start the defense, and start kicker Connor Barth because I think he's going to be busy. And I'm going to sit running back Ernest Graham. I know there's some talk that you know, he's going to take carries, especially goal line carries away from the Garrett Blunt. I'll believe it when I see it. And I'm also mm-hmm. not going to start wide receivers. It really is Ben or Des Briscoe. Don't buy the hype. All right. I won't buy the hype. All right. Good. Neither <laughs> will I. So now we move on to the Sunday late game since we're not buying the Des Briscoe hype. And for Sunday, the late games, we've got, first up, we've got Carolina at Arizona. Last year, these were probably the two worst teams in the NFC. Pardon? Not this year, and I'm only talking about Arizona. I think Carolina. Right. This year, one of them will not be one of the worst teams. And Arizona, they they. They look better. I mean, Kevin Cobb, I think, is going to be a huge improvement over what they had you know, at quarterback there last year. I think Todd Heap will help running back at uh, tight end. I think Beanie Wells showed at the end of last season that he may actually be an NFL feature back. Let's see if he keeps going or not. But I'm going to go with Arizona to win this game in a cakewalk. I'll go Arizona 31, Carolina 14. If Carolina scores 14 points, I'd be I'd be proud of them. I just I don't know if it can happen. <laughs> don't underestimate their backfield. They're they're going to be better. I am. Just I am. Of that. I would like to see them. I would like to see them prove me wrong. Arizona, I am super super high on. I'm really stoked on a lot of guys on this team, and I think you should be drafting Cardinals heavily. They're falling to late rounds, and they're a steal where you can draft them right now. Fantasy wise, not so excited about what Carolina is bringing. I would say there's no reason to start Cam Newton this week. None whatsoever. Is there ever a reason to start him? Well, he hasn't played yet. No, I don't even think there's a reason to draft him, but that's my personal. five years, maybe? (laughs) I don't think he'll be quarterbacking him in five years. I don't think he has what it takes to be a good NFL quarterback. Right. Uh, I would say maybe to either running backs, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, and I think you could probably start either or both depending on what your options are. Um, just know that they're going to get, you know, the defense is going to be keyed in on them because the pass game is pretty much non-existent. I would say there's no reason to start any receivers or tight ends. That includes Steve Smith, who has a bad attitude. Um, no kicker, no defense. 
no problem. <laughs> well, speaking of no problem, here's Arizona. They're going to be riding high and mighty. This yeah. uh, After this game, they'll be undefeated. I'm going to start Kevin Cobb at quarterback. Running back, Bainey Wells is worth starting. Wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, who I also picked just a few moments ago. I'm starting. Nice. Tight Very end, nice. Todd Heap is worth starting. The defense is worth starting, and kicker Jay Feely is worth starting. Basically, if they have a, a bird on their helmet, you're starting them in this game. Except Wasn't it Jay Feely last year who scored like 21 points all on his own in one game? Yeah, I think he did. We were 21 in I a like row. That. Yeah, he had a touchdown on a fake. Yeah, he's yeah he. If you're drafting was, uh, I, kickers and running touchdowns count for kickers, then he's your guy. As far as there actually are a few. Cardinals that I'm not going to start on Sunday. Running backs right. Rod Stevens, Howling, and Chester Taylor. I'm staying away from both of them. And wide receivers Andre Roberts and Early Doucette. Again, this is another one of those teams. New quarterback Kevin Cobb. He's going to be completing a, a ton of passes this season. I just don't mm-hmm. know beyond Larry Fitzgerald and Todd Heap who they're going to go to. And that's why I'm not buying on either Andre Roberts or Early Doucette at this early in the season. Yeah, I'm sure one or both will emerge as the season goes on, so keep an eye on your waiver wire. But for week one, you don't need to take that kind of risk. So speaking of not taking risks, the next game here is Minnesota at San Diego. Minnesota, bright, shiny new toy in Donovan McNabb. Can he resurrect his career? I say he can, but it's not going to happen this week. So... Minnesota, San Diego, notorious for slow starts the last few years. I think they're going to get off the schneid, get off the mark on the on the right foot this week, and I look to them to win this game 31-17. I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. I think it could go either way, and I'm, I'm maybe inclined to pick Minnesota. Just very, right. very close game, very late. I believe that Donovan McNabb is going to have a really good year for Minnesota. I would only start him in a two-quarterback league because, quite frankly, you don't know what you're going to get. The San Diego defense is tough, but I would start him if you have two quarterbacks. I would start Adrian Peterson and wide receiver Percy Harvin. I would say no to Bernard Berrien and the other wide receivers because you just don't know who McNabb has chemistry with yet. Definitely start tight end Vasante Shanko. McNabb loves to throw to tight ends. Shanko is a great one. I would say yes to kicker Ryan Longwell. I think he's going to be kicking field goals and extra points, but I would say no to the defense because Philip Rivers is no slouch. No, he certainly isn't, and I'm definitely starting him. I'm starting both the wide receivers, Vincent Jackson and Malcolm Floyd. I'm starting tight end Antonio Gates. I'm starting the defense, and I'm starting kicker Nate Kading. I'm I'm neutral on both the running backs, Ryan Matthews and Mike Tolbert. I don't know how that situation is going to play itself out. If you need either one of them as a flex, go ahead. But as far as a starter, uh, you know, if, if those are your, if either one of those guys is is one of your top two running backs, you're in for Something a long season terribly, unless you're in a 32, <laughs> unless you're in a 32 team league. So hey, quick question: I have to draft two of these three quarterbacks, Eli Manning. Okay. Sam Bradford or Kevin Cobb? Sam Bradford and Kevin Cobb. All right. Done and <laughs> done. Okay. Good. So, You'll all right. So, later. moving right along here. Both these things are going swimmingly. Both uh both the uh, draft and it. Let's not jinx it. 
<laughs> and the show. No, I, I'm not drinking. So that's why I'm asking you to to help me Somebody out with these picks here. Knock on wood. <laughs> no, I, I think they're all drafting. Nobody's. Uh, oh, somebody just said, "Damn it, Bradford went." So I guess. Well, there you go. Good. Hopefully, it was a We're person talk picking about right Seattle after and San me. Francisco, though. Right, we are <laughs> going to talk about Seattle and San Francisco because nobody besides me cares about my draft, and I should get that through my thick skull. So it's all right. this game, this game is another one of those Titanic matchups in the in the NFC worst and. This year, I don't expect much of either of these teams. How Seattle ever won that division last year with a with a sub-500 record and won a playoff game against New Orleans is beyond me, but they did. This year, I don't think they're going to have any such luck. San Francisco, oh, there's that word again, luck. Uh, San Francisco hmm. is going to get off uh, with victory, and I'm looking for them to win this game. It'll be closer than people think, but I'm going with them 31-24. I think that they win by 10 points, maybe 14. San Francisco and Alex Smith and Braylon Edwards and Frank Gore, everyone out there, Vernon Davis, they're for real. I am not ready to give up on the Alex Smith train yet. Obviously, Alex Smith, Chad Henney, and I can all, you know, just be the only ones on this bandwagon, but I'm still there. Uh, Fantasy-wise for Seattle, not a lot there. (laughs) I'm going to preface this with saying I'd prefer not to play anybody from Seattle if you have anybody else in the world to start ahead of them. I don't like Tavares Jackson. I don't like Marshawn Lynch. Maybe Mike Williams. Maybe Sidney Rice. You don't know who's actually going to get the ball. I would say Sidney Rice is probably the leader in the clubhouse just because he and Tavares Jackson were both on the Vikings. I would say maybe the tight end Zach Miller, but I'm not really impressed by him right now. No kicker, no defense. Please have other options than Seahawks players on your fantasy team. Yeah, that would be nice. If you, if you're if you have many Seahawks on your your team, uh, that's that's not a good thing. So um, let's see here. Um, uh, I have to pick Cobb again and hit refresh. I'm sorry for um, San Francisco. <laughs> I am going to recommend quarterback Alex Smith, running back Frank Gore, wide receiver Braylon Edwards, tight end Vernon Davis, and kicker uh, David Akers. It's going to be strange. I guess um, uh, I guess San Francisco has a thing for left-footed kickers. They let go of Joe Nedney and signed David Akers. I'm neutral on wide receiver Josh Morgan. How's that for a random thought of the day? I'm um, neutral on wide receiver Josh Morgan in the defense, and I would sit running backs Kendall Hunter and Anthony Dixon. I know Hunter's getting a lot of play now as a sleeper pick, but he's not somebody you want to outsmart everyone with and start this week. It's not going to happen. And also sit wide receiver Michael Crabtree, who's questionable with a foot injury. Even if he plays, I still think Braylon Edwards is going to be their main receiver this year. I think I can agree with that. Let's move on to a game I'm sure you'll be keeping an eye on this week. <laughs> yeah, it's the, well, it, it sounds well, I won't call it what I was going to call it because it would sound insensitive, but it's a game between the two teams whose cities were most uh, um, closely tied the to the September 11th. The Giants are going to be visiting the Redskins on the 10th anniversary of that horrible day. And 
normally I would think if, if both teams were healthy that this would be a, a one-sided game with the Giants winning easily, but the Giants have already lost two starters for the year on defense, and OCU Minyara is not going to be there. So they've lost almost an how, entire defense this offseason. Like they've lost almost an entire defense player-wise. Like They've lost so many guys on the defensive side of the ball. It's ridiculous. You're talking about Washington? The Giants. Oh, the Giants. Injury-wise. They have a few guys left. There are some left, but they've been bringing in linebackers as as early as today. They were looking at Kiwik and Mitchell again. Well, that that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. I mean, but, and and I'm sure there'll be some jockeying going on and players being released over the weekend. But anyway, to keep the short story short, I think the Giants are going to win this game 24-21, but uh, it's it's not going to be fun to watch. No. No, I don't think so. Um, Do you agree that they'll I, win? I don't know. I'm not really sure what to think. I I think that the Giants' defense is terrible, but the Redskins' offense really isn't much better. So I don't. I'm not a big fan of Eli Manning, but I would say you probably should still start him. I would lean more towards a two quarterback league. I think there are better options, but. I would start running back Ahmed Bradshaw. Brandon Jacobs could be an interesting flex option. But, again, I don't know if I'm ready to go there week one. I would say yes to Mario Manningham and Hakeem Nix, but no to everybody else. No tight end. It's not Kevin Boss anymore, so I'm not really sure what Eli has going on chemistry-wise. Yes to kicker Lawrence Tynes. Maybe to the defense. I know they're a, a top 12 contender for most people, but I don't really know what I'm getting out of, out of them yet. I don't yeah, really know if, if Washington's me. offense is at all functional. So I'm going to say maybe. I, I've i been avoiding them, but I know a lot of people aren't. All right, for Washington, I I actually think they're going to have a relatively good game against the, the Giants' defense. So I'm going to recommend starting running back Tim Hightower and wide receiver Santana Moss. I'm neutral on Rex Grossman, which is probably the only time you'll hear me say that all year. But against mm-hmm. the Giants' defense, that has obviously got a lot of problems. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't be too scared if he were my second quarterback this weekend. Wide receiver Jabbar Gaffney. He's another maybe for me. Tight end Fred Davis. I actually like him more than I like Chris Cooley this weekend. And I also mm-hmm. am neutral about the Redskins' defense. If you start them, I think it's not going to be the worst play in the world. I don't want to start uh, rookie running back Roy Halu or Ryan Terrain. I don't want to start wide receivers Anthony Armstrong and Leonard Hankerson. I don't want to start Chris Cooley because of the aforementioned knee injury. He's questionable. And I don't want to start kicker Graham Gano. I would still start Chris Cooley. Uh, Ryan Terrain, I think, could be an interesting flex option, but I don't know if week one's the time to play that card. But I, I think I you would start Chris Cooley back. if you were on IR. I might. I really like Chris Cooley, and I think he'll play through pretty much anything they'll let him still walk on the field in. So he says his knee's okay. He said he's good to go for week one. I believe him. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, so now from my favorite team, we go to your favorite team, which is playing the other hometown team here in New York. That would be the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Jets, the the Ryan Bowl. And 
A lot of people in New York like to think that the Jets are are just one step away from the Super Bowl. I'm not one of those people. I think this is going to be a really disappointing season for them as long as they have Mark Sanchez at quarterback. I I just don't buy him, uh, even though I'm a big USC fan. And I just think Dallas is going to win this game pretty handily. I'll go Dallas 28, Jets 17. I think that the Cowboys win this game. Unfortunately, my best friend's a Jets fan, and he's been smack-talking me about this for about three weeks. I think you'll be able to smack him without the talk after this game. Yeah, we can't watch this game together because it's just it's not a good scene. <laughs> I, I think the Jets have some good things, and their defense is, is all right, but the Cowboys have kind of a sneaky good defense. They're not great, but they're going to hold their own against Mark Sanchez for sure. I think Dallas wins. I think it's by less than 10 points, but I think this is a close game and it's going to go down to the wire. I would start Tony Romo. I'd start Miles Austin and Des Bryant. I'd start Felix Jones and Jason Witten. I would say no to the other receivers, maybe on kicker David Bueller, mainly because he's not that consistent. <laughs> maybe on the defense. I know most people think it's crazy, but I I don't think the Jets are going to be that offensively overpowering. Although they are going to put up some points, so you may want to have some other defensive options. But Dallas isn't a terrible one if you're stuck. By this time next week, the Jets fans are going to be uh, screaming for Andrew Luck already. I don't know. I'm I'm real done with Andrew Luck. <laughs> All right, just wait till he actually plays in the NFL next Ugh. year. All right, so... For New York, I think Santonio Holmes is worth starting. The wide receiver Santonio Holmes and tight end Dustin Keller, I would start both of them. I'm neutral on running back Sean Green and wide receiver Derek Mason, who's probable with a knee injury. I'm not starting quarterback Mark Sanchez. Staying away from running backs LaDainian Tomlinson and Joe McKnight. I'm also staying away from wide receiver Plexico Burris, who asked the Jets to change their team uniform to orange but was rebuffed. He's probable with an ankle injury, but you don't want to start him. I'm staying away from the Jets' defense and from kicker Nick Folk. I mean, Does your friend Nick listen to Folk. our show? Your Jets uh, fan friend? Sometimes. Yes, sometimes he well, does. He, if he's, he's listening now, I'm sorry, pal. He's a caller, but no. <laughs> it's, it's not happening this week, this year, this, this millennium. Uh, it's Well, anyway, let's move on. So. Yeah. We're we're way ahead of schedule, I think. But and that's well, we never... have other stuff to get to too. We've got. Oh, we've we got a we do. That's thing. right. So I don't want to I don't want to throw the train off the track here. So let's keep right on going. Yeah. We actually have two Monday night games this week. That's one of those weird NFL traditions that you know I don't know how that got started. It's kind of like the third um, third game on Thanksgiving Day, but it it is what it is for whatever reason it is. So I'm gonna take New England to win easily over Miami. I'm, I don't think I'm alone on that. I'll take New England to more than double Miami, 35-17. I, I believe Miami is going to be better than people think, but I don't necessarily think week one is the time to do it. They will hang in there. It's not going to be a huge blowout. They'll be around, but Tom Brady is going to steal the show. I think you absolutely start him. I would start running back Fred Taylor, uh, I'm so so on Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and Danny Woodhead. I think they're it's at your discretion. Some people love them, some people don't. It's whatever. I think it's going to be more of a passing attack. 
I would say definitely start Wes Welker. I think Ocho Cinco is a definite start for me. I think he's going to have a really big year in New England, and this is going to be game one of it. Um, maybe to the other wide receivers, maybe on the tight ends, You just it's hard to say who's going to get the targets. Um, I would definitely start kicker Steven Gorkowski and the defense because as much as I like Miami, this is not their, their week. I don't think it's their year, but that's beside the point. So, for, city, so. for Miami, <laughs> for Miami, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to avoid starting Daniel Thomas this week, even though I'm just drafting him as we speak. And Wonderful. I'm, I'm going to start wide receiver Brandon Marshall. I'm going to start running back. I'm no, I'm, I'm. I'm up in the air on Reggie Bush, Devon Bess, and tight end Anthony Pisano. The only one of those that I'm going to uh, start is uh, Brandon Marshall, the only Dolphin I'm starting this week. Uh, neutral on those three guys. Pisano, that really bothers me that the Dolphins went out and signed Dante Rosario because I always get, I used to get him mixed up with Anthony Pisano, and now that they're on the same team, I'll never keep those two straight. It's okay. So, they have other they have other tight ends they like better, so I wouldn't worry too much about uh, Dante over there. Fasano, I think, is probably a sit because he's just such a fantasy disappointment. But I'd start Reggie yeah. Bush. I think he's going to have a good year. I think he will, but I just don't like any of their guys except Brandon Marshall against New England's defense. I, I would sit Chad Henney, sit Daniel Thomas, even though I just drafted him, sit wide receiver Brian Hartline, sit Dante Rosario, sit the defense, and sit kicker Dan Carpenter. So basically just sit, 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 okay. and that's it. Let's move on to the last game of the week. All right. The last game of the week will, I actually think, be one of the more entertaining games of the mm-hmm. week, and that is the Monday night game between Oakland and Denver. I don't think Oakland's going to have much of an offense this year. I don't think Denver's going to have much of a defense, and I think when you put those two together, you're going to get a pretty high-scoring game, which is going to favor Oakland slightly. I'm going to go with Oakland to win this game 31-28. I think Denver wins by a touchdown. I'm not impressed by Oakland. I know a lot of people are. Um, I would say maybe Jason Campbell, but I'd really only go and start him in a two-quarterback league. Um, I'm okay on Darren McFadden. I really don't think he's going to be the starter the whole season by week five. I think Michael Bush is taking over, so Michael Bush might be an interesting flex option for you this week. I would say you can start Jacoby Ford at wide receiver. I would say no to Darius Hayward Bay and Lewis Murphy. Maybe tight end Kevin Boss, um, leaning more towards yes. I would say yes to kicker Janikowski, who's somehow made himself the number one fantasy kicker, and no to the defense because I do think Denver wins this game. All righty, and for Denver, I'm going to start quarterback Kyle Orton. I'd start running back Noshawn Moreno. I start wide receivers Brandon Lloyd and Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal is somebody I really like a lot this year. I also like Eric Decker, but I like Eddie Royal even more. I'm neutral on running back Willis McGahey. I'm not buying that he's going to steal all the goal line carries. I'm neutral on Eric Decker this week, even though I like him in general, and neutral on kicker Matt Prater. I'm going to sit wide receiver Demarius Thomas and tight end Daniel Fells, who probably isn't on anybody's team anyway. And I'm also sitting the Denver defense, who again, which again probably isn't on anybody's team. So 
there you have it. All right. We have made it through the games without getting too derailed. Uh, but lucky for you guys, we're not ending the show early. We have a fun new segment, which hopefully we'll have time to do each week. Uh, and it's what we're calling Three I Love for this week and Three I Hate for this week. Pretty self-explanatory. We're going to go through each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense. Talk about three guys we think we really love for just this week's fantasy matchups and three guys we really don't like the matchups on. So if Scott's not actively drafting, I think we'll nope. have him start. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm disactively drafting, but as far uh-huh. as as guys, quarterbacks that I really like this Let's week. Let's do the three I'm, love. We'll we'll do three love. I'll do three love. Then we'll go hate. Yeah. How about that. That's right. right. That sounds great. So, just guys that are a little bit under the radar, guys you wouldn't normally necessarily think of as automatic starts. I'm gonna go with. Matt Castle against Buffalo. I'm going to go with Alex Smith against Seattle. And I'm going to go with Kyle Wharton against Oakland. Those will be the three I love this week. I kind of took it more as matchup-wise, guys, I love. I I really love Kevin Cobb. I, I think that's been abundantly clear over the last few weeks. Um, I really like Matt Ryan's matchup and Matt Schaub's. So those are guys who are definite starts. I I do agree very much with Alex Smith, though, as well. All right. And, I mean, if I had to pick one guy that I think is going to rack up the points this week, it would be Matt Schaub. But, you know, that's almost too obvious. So that's why I didn't list him. So how about three that you you hate for this week? You want to go first on that one? Sure. Um, I could have gone with more than three. Number one, Luke McCowan. Number two, Cam Newton. Number three, Ryan Fitzpatrick. (laughs) All righty. I'm going to go with... I agree with you on McCowan. I'm also going to go with... um, Yeah, it's hard to argue with any of those. I'll I'll go with Mark Sanchez. I'll go with Donovan McNabb, and I'll go with Matthew Stafford. Those are all guys that you might think of starting that that I think are not good starts this week. I disagree with some of those. All right. Um, well, that's why we're doing this back. segment. Who do you love on the running back front this week? Running back front this week. I love Darren McFadden against the Broncos. Oh. I love, let's see, who else do I love here? I love um, Beanie Wells against Carolina. That's not one you would necessarily yeah. think of starting. And I'm also going to go with... Uh, third one, tough one. I'll go with um, Matt Forte against uh, Atlanta. All right, I can get behind those. Um, I I really love Beanie Wells. Clearly, uh, I know Miami's playing the New England defense. I still like Reggie Bush. I still think there are fantasy points to be had there, and I'm big time into Lashawn McCoy this week. I think he's going to show people that last year was not a fluke. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I I think he's arguably the number one uh, running back. I mean, this year, the number one overall draft pick, if I had to pick, would be a toss-up between him and Ray Rice. Well, part of of the issue is that the offense has so much else going on, plus Ronnie Brown is going to be taking away some of his carries more on the physical side in later downs. 
But I still think LaShawn McCoy has a lot, a lot of value. All right. Shall we go with the ones we don't like, the ones we, we dislike for this week? Sure. Do you want me to start? All right. <laughs> um, I can start. All right. Go for it's it. It's probably better that I start. Uh, I'm going to go with two guys in the um, playing each other on Sunday, and that's Richard Mendenhall and Ray Rice. I don't like either one of them just because those defenses are both so good. And I'm also going to stay away from Cedric Benson this week, who normally would look and say, ah, they're playing Cleveland, that's a good matchup. But uh, I don't I don't like that matchup for him. Um, I am not excited about some of the guys you do like. One of them being Darren McFadden. Maurice Jones-Drew is another. Marion Barber, a third. I, I'm not excited about them this week. Not at all. Okay. So do you want to start with the wide receivers and hopefully by the the time you're done with that, my my picks will be over? Hopefully, and if not, I'll just go to ones I hate. Um, Okay. Three I I love this week. You know, that's an excellent idea. All right, I'll do that. I really love Chad Ochocinco or Johnson or whatever he's calling himself these days. Big time excited about what he and Tom Brady are going to do together. It's going to be more Randy Moss than train wreck, trust me. Um, I think Deshaun Jackson's going to have a huge game. I know St. Louis's defense is, is a little tougher than some of the others they'll see, but Deshaun Jackson and Michael Vick have that deep ball threat that is oh so appealing for fantasy players. And Kenny Britt, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people. I think he and Matt Hasselbeck will work. There's a lot of yardage to be had. We know Kenny Britt can rack up the points when he actually puts his mind to it, and hopefully that'll work this week. There's a lot of points on overall, driver's Tennessee. license. <laughs> That's true. Um, three I hate. Uh, Carolina Steve Smith, not excited about. Not excited about anything happening in Seattle. Mike Wall- uh, Mike Williams out there being uh, number one of those receivers. And also not excited about the Bills, including Steve Johnson. Just the receivers there I would avoid really at all costs. How's your draft going over there? Still picking? Um yeah, I, I, I just, you'd be proud of me. I just took Johnny Knox, even though I'm not sure why. He's he's like my sixth wide receiver, so that's okay. All right. Let's see here. Everybody else is drafting defensive players, and I'm filling up my bench it's here. okay. Tell us ones you love and hate. We're running out of time here. All right. Um, wide receivers I really like a lot this week are Brandon Marshall for Miami. I really like... Um, See who else do I really like? I really like uh, Dwayne Bow for Kansas City, and I really like, at the risk of being obvious, Andre Johnson. I think he's going to rack up right. a ton of points. I'll go with what Santana Watson. You want one that's a little less obvious? Mm-hmm. Guys, you hate three receivers. Guys, I don't like this week. Let's see. I will go with not too many. I really dislike this week. Again, um, I'll go with Lee Evans. I'll go with um, uh, Aurelius uh, Des Briscoe, just because everybody seems to like him. And I'll go with Michael Crabtree, even if he plays. Okay. We are out of time here, so no tight ends or defense this week. Hopefully we'll get to them next week. You can find us all week long on FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, 
Email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is the same, the number 4thninchesshow. We will be there Sunday morning, all morning, telling you guys who to start, who to sit, answering your questions. We will be back here next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as always. And don't forget, we are drafting Monday night, the 12th at 9.45 Eastern. Please let us know if you're interested. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great week, everyone. Happy opening week.